Welcome to another episode of Judgy Two Shoes. We hope you missed us. We missed you. We did. We missed you a great deal. Anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Steve Hofstetter. And I'm Savannah Almost Hofstetter. Yeah, that's true. We got like uh, six months, maybe? Six and a half? Six and a half, sure. Yeah, about that. Six or seven months. We don't know when it is. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show where we judge you, we judge each other, we judge stories from the internet. Uh, we judge ourselves, but we always judge the theme music positively. This is the part. Do we have theme music? Can we play the theme music while theme I do this? Theme music. Theme music. Theme okay. Did you find it? I think we should do a whole episode of you just finger dancing. That's just what I have to do the whole episode, or is mm-hmm. it just the episode is me doing that? The whole episode is you doing that. I don't say a word. <laughs> Very avant-garde. <laughs> anyway, uh, we took a week off uh, last week. Because of holidays and crazy madness. And we're going to Australia soon. Mm-hmm. And we have to do a lot of things before that happens. I also want to make it very clear for the internet people. I am the reason that we did not have an episode last week. I was tired. Steve would have powered through. I would have happily done a very piss poor episode. <laughs> a low energy, not funny, not interesting episode. I'd have done it for you, the viewer and or listener. Um, we got, what do we have happened since last time? Oh, we got our, our podcast Spotify rap numbers. That was fun. Yeah. It's fun to see that, like, for some of you, we are your number one podcast and we very much appreciate that. Yeah. And also, uh, for some of you, uh, you did not appear on the Spotify wrapped at all, Mm-mm. but we did find out that, uh, our up and coming country, number five for most listeners, Sweden. Thanks, Sweden. Hello to both of you in Sweden, or whoever <laughs> whoever you are. Uh, anyway, today's episode, uh, first of all, very gray episode. It is gray outside. We are wearing gray. We are on a gray couch. It's winter. Some people, some people see it as like pumpkin spice season. We see it as the time to be gray. Like that, that gray snow that you see on the side of the road after it's been plowed a couple of times. Yeah. Which is still nicer than the black sludge that happens in New York. Yeah. Oh my God. There's like two months in New York where it's just everything is covered in black sludge. It's so gross. It's very, very gross. Um, but we're, uh, we're excited to be back and we're starting this episode a little differently. Yeah. We're not going to do a babate. No babate today. Instead, we will be getting very, very honest with each other. Yeah. Uh... I've enjoyed this trend online of yeah. couples uh, saying what their icks are about the other person. Yes. And we're going to do a couple. Yes. So I I mean, one of mine is something we've already talked about on the show, but it is an ick for me. So we can move past it quickly. Can I guess what it is? You know it already. What do is I? it? Do I? Yes. My inability to try new foods? That was actually not it. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, no, the ick for me is uh, y- y- the grammar. Oh, yeah. The you saying like needs cleaned, needs changed, need, you know, and, and look, I'm getting used to it and I'm noticing it everywhere now. And well, the only, here's the other thing, you're, you're doing it too. Occasionally you say. Every now and then I will say it like I will speak that way. And it but horrifies me. But it's usually to someone like me or Mark. Yes. I am I am just trying to communicate your <laughs> native tongue. I'm trying to speak the language of your people. 
So mine for you. Okay, give me one. You yell when you're on the phone. I do. It doesn't matter. Okay. Speaker phone. Yes. You could still, when you're driving, hold the phone like this while you're driving. I will, you're, not, I will not hold the phone. I will not break the law. Because you're still only <laughs> driving with one hand on the steering wheel. That is true. But letter of the law. No, I, I try to, I mean, obviously, like... You know, I, I try to connect with Bluetooth or et cetera, but even then, I'm even still then, yelling. if you're talking through the car, you're still yelling on the phone. It gets to the point where I will like roll down a window if I'm in the passenger seat because I can't handle it like bouncing off the window into my ear even more. Like, I just like need the volume to escape somewhere. So, I've thought about this, yeah, as to why I do it, mm -hmm. and I know why. So I had a, uh, I had a Toyota Corolla for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I probably drove that as my road car for eight years. And it did not have built-in Bluetooth. I had to put an aftermarket stereo in it. And the way it worked was there was, like, a microphone that was attached to it that, like, ran through. It was, this is a very convoluted system, but it worked. And... I had to yell into the phone or people wouldn't hear me. And I think I just got used to it. I think after just doing that for seven or eight years. But it's not just with your car phone. It'll be, you'll be up here in your office. Yep. You're yelling on the phone. And it's like, it's, it's, it's insane. Like I can hear you across the house. It is insane behavior, especially because the way our house is built, there are times when I will yell to you that you mm -hmm. will not hear me. But I will be on a phone call and you will hear everything. I think it's just my, like, it's a combination of the, you know, the stupid car microphone thing and just having a different voice for when I project. Yeah. Like, I am just used to that. Like, I had to learn early on. So you're, like, almost whispering at this point? I'm trying. I'm <laughs> trying my best. I hope you guys can still hear me. I hope everybody can hear me. We're doing a special AM, a ASMR. What is it? Just stop. Okay, so I think it's because, like, when I was doing, when I would do sound check, I had to learn early on that my sound check voice and my show voice are two different things <laughs> because I, like, project when I'm doing a show. And it's also why, like, this week we had a corporate gig where it was, you know, 35 people. It was a holiday party. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have a microphone. And I was like, okay, I'll be all right. I'd prefer a gig with a microphone, but I'll be okay because I can just, I can project when needed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about this on the show before, but the, um, when I went to the, uh, BLM protests in LA, mm -hmm. summer, <clears throat> excuse me, summer of 2020, I ended up being asked to lead chance because like, yeah, I can project <laughs> and they were just, you know, whoever was leading already was tired. We have to talk about this. Yeah. So when we play ping pong, mm -hmm. when it gets, okay, I, I just realized that they don't have the backstory here. Yeah. You don't we, give them too much of the backstory because it's very embarrassing. <laughs> when we play ping pong, we have like little, little yeah. idioms that we use for the score. Inside jokes that we refer to whenever there's a tie, we have mm -hmm. a name for the different tie. Mm -hmm. And so five to five is five gold rings. Yes. And whenever it gets to that, I belt it out. 
Yes, you scream it. But it's for a good cause. Because it's funny. <laughs> and like, it like bothers you a bit. Well, because the ping pong table is in a shared building. Yeah. The ping pong table is in Steel City AF. There are other people there. They don't know. I mean, not just the members of Steel City, but there are guests that come in all the time. And sometimes they're recording. Suck it. And like, I don't want to Suck be it. screen. All right, fair. I just, I feel like a little embarrassed by it. So anyway, occasionally to make me happy, Steve will do it. Hell, hell yell, five gold rings. Yes. But it's, it's quieter than your phone voice. And that yeah. is what is so frustrating. One day I will yell it at full capacity. <laughs> I promise you. All right. What's your second ick for me? Um, my second ick for you has to do with the one that you thought. The foods? It's not your unwillingness to try new food as much as it's your taste in food. Okay. Like you... So the core of my being. Got yes. It. The core of your being. <laughs> I cannot stand the core of your being. You Cut that love... Out. Put that on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> that, that line will go out of context. <laughs> That'll be in my vows. You <laughs> love what I think is garbage fast food. You love your favorite two are Taco Bell and Panda Express. Mm -hmm. And Panda Express at least tastes pretty good, even though it makes me feel terrible later. But Taco Bell to me both... Oh, oh, she's about to fight me. <laughs> Taco Bell both tastes like I don't enjoy it I don't enjoy it going down or coming out like it is or staying put. People who have a problem with Taco Bell after eating it mm -hmm. are just weak. And that is just Darwinism. <laughs> you have trained your system to handle Taco Bell. Listen, every Sunday after church, we went as a family to yeah. Taco Bell. And it is by far the best restaurant in the world. Here's a wild thing. I don't think I've mentioned this on the show before. I did not eat Mexican food until college. Because so much Mexican food is meat and cheese combined. Mm -hmm. um, kosher Mexican food is fairly rare. And I grew up in a kosher home. Yeah. And so I just assumed I couldn't eat Mexican food. Well, the best thing about Taco Bell is it doesn't taste anything like Mexican food. Yeah, that's true. Had I known that Taco Bell was not at all... And it's fake meat, so it would have been kosher. Yeah. it's It tastes more like a bell than a taco. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I just didn't think that there was anything I could eat. And there, there were a lot of things I didn't eat growing up. I didn't eat barbecue. I didn't eat, um, I, I didn't eat sushi. Okay, so have you had mm -hmm. a five-layer beefy burrito from Taco Bell? I find that, and I think this is because I stopped eating fast food about 15 years ago. I used to eat a lot of fast food. And there was a day that Taco Bell, a combination Taco Bell and KFC made me stop. I love a good combo KFC Taco Bell. You I, could get, you could get, oh, uh, you could get the KFC fries, which are weirdly good. They're so good. They're the, pro they're one of the best fast food fries, which you wouldn't think. I used to love KFC. And I, it was just, it was so greasy, but it was good. It was like super salty. It's basically eating salt with a little bit of chicken on it. <laughs> and I stopped on the way to a gig and I got a little bit of Taco Bell and a little bit of KFC and I was sick for two days. 
And after that, I was like, I just don't need to do this to myself anymore. And it's a little tough on the road because like a lot of the guys love fast food and you know that because you'll go with them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'll find something, I'll find something down the street. Taco Bell is something now where I'm so used to not eating it that like I'll have a bite or two and it'll taste good. Mm -hmm. But by that third or fourth bite, I'm already feeling it. And like you know what's I so feel fun? the gross. You know what's fun? Yeah. This kind of goes along with my second ick for you. Interesting. Uh, that I'm that I'm psychosomatic. Placebo effect. Yes, placebo effect works on works me. on Steve. To no, what I had actually written down was that you will, you will take maybe five sips of coffee, mm -hmm. and you will say the words out loud to my face holes. <laughs> to you, your face holes. You will say. I'll say it right into your nose. <laughs> right into my nose. This is working. I'm, I'm waking up now. And I, it just drives me insane. And I don't know if it drives me more insane, the fact that I know that it's not true and that it's just yeah. the placebo effect on you, or if it's because I'm jealous. I don't really care either <laughs> way. It's an ick for me. Either way. I, I didn't think coffee would do that to me. On the first time I drank it, when I was like, oh, this, you know, this is just whatever, I'll try it. And then I had it and I was like, Oh my God, the rest of the world has been cheating this whole time. Like, I am wide awake. I am drinking a sugar-free Red Bull at 4.46 yeah. in the late afternoon. And I will be fine to go to bed at 8.30. But here's how you know coffee does work on me. Like, a lot. If I have it later in the day, I'm up late. But I am convinced that that is only because you think you're supposed to be awake. No, because I'll have forgotten that I had it. No? All right. Could be. Could be placebo effect. Because placebo effect, I think, does work on me. Mm -hmm. um, part of how it works on me is that if I think something might make me nauseous, it will. Yes. Part of That's it what is I'm talking like about negatively. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it did it once, I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm afraid this is going to happen again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I will admit to that. I'm, I'm a big placebo effect person. It's Absolutely. In, it's insane behavior. Yeah. If I ever get like really, really sick... Take me to a fake hospital, which, by the way, building a fake hospital, cheaper than going to a real one. It, it won't work on most people, but yeah, for me. It I would work so. for you. Yeah, but hospitals are so expensive that if you build me a fake one, that is a sign that says, like, Stan's Hospital or something. <laughs> I'll be like, all right, Stan, give me the good stuff. And then, and then you'll just give me some aspirin and tell me it's Vicodin. And I'll be like, oh, this is really working. Litter. I, it's... Yeah, it's wild. And I, I truly don't know if it's because I am jealous or if I wish it wasn't true. Because I'm, like, happy for you. I am mm -hmm. happy for you that these things work on you. Because, yeah. like, that's that's got to make your life so much easier. Want to hear my third one? I do want to hear your third one. Trash television. Ah, yeah. So, for the most part, I like your taste in TV. Mm -hmm. There are some things that you, are in, that you, you really like that... I find to be a bit, I guess, easy, if that's the word. Like, uh, like there are some sitcoms that I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm not really into that. Like Everybody Loves Raymond? No, Everybody Loves Raymond I think is great. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely um, not something anybody should look to for advice. <laughs> because he, 
on that show. Speaking of trash, he is a terrible person on that show. He's a terrible father and husband. Yeah, they're like, but all of them are terrible in their own separate ways, mm -hmm. which I think is part of what makes it interesting and funny. Yeah. Um, but, and they definitely do the whole thing of like, I'm going to be a terrible person and then I'm going to apologize a little bit and then everything's fine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean more like, you know, like Big Bang Theory and stuff like that where I'm just yeah. like, yeah, this is kind of, you know, it's kind of predictable and easy. Um, most of your taste in TV, I like. We have a lot of shows that we watch together and there's been stuff that you've shown me like once mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, this is so fun. I yeah. never watched this. This is great. But, oh my God, have you gotten into the Kardashians lately? It's like the one trashy TV show that I watch. It drives me nuts because I know more about them now than I ever wanted to. Yeah, okay, but. Yeah. But you know more about them now. And while I think most of them are still terrible people and yeah. whatever, do you not agree that your opinions of them or certain situations you've heard about over the years have changed knowing actually what happened, not just what you read in a tweet sometime? Um, to a degree, but that doesn't mean I like or respect any of them. Like, having seen what I've seen, and I think it's a little different, the, the younger ones, mm -hmm. um, I don't think, you know, I don't know as much about them. Mm -hmm. um, but, like... I, I mean, I already knew that, like, Caitlyn Jenner was a terrible person. Yeah. But, like, Caitlyn Jenner was a terrible person back before she was Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bruce was awful. Bruce was awful. Chris is a monster. Chris is a monster, but tell you what, her hustle rivals yours. She, I, I, I would say she has much more hustle than I do um, because I stop my hustle at an ethical wall. And she does not. Um, also, like, the one that I was like, oh, she's not that terrible. Turns out to be the worst one. Courtney? Courtney is oh horrific. Oh my gosh. Let's just talk about, sorry, we're getting off topic, but I let's just, talk about it for just a second. I hate that I know this. Okay. All I, I had never watched it before. I didn't really understand it, but all I would see was like little clips online, out yeah. of context clips online. Just on that, Courtney Kardashian is the funniest one in that goddamn family, and that is so wrong she's the worst she is so manipulative and just i mean she's she's the worst but also it's something where like now i know that almost every bad situation they have been in has been their own doing like has been something where for most other people there would be a million red flags and instead they like i would agree for most of that i mean you can't it's not Kim's fault that she was robbed in that's, Paris. That's not what I mean. It's not Chloe's fault that her, the men in her life have been awful to her. To a degree. I disagree. That's actually one of the things where... I don't, I don't think you get to blame the person who's abused. Yes, I do get to blame the person who gets cheated on multiple times by the same person. No, that's abuse. Because, well, I, I just mean the idea of... At a certain point, you have to be an adult and be like, this person is mean to me often, and therefore, I should not continue to... Like, all of their relationships are terribly dysfunctional. Okay, but to be fair, that relationship that Chloe was in was like three years. It wasn't like... You might it was not even know which one I'm talking about. Oh, are you talking about... What's his, what's his name? Lamar? The point is, 
that like I, I was talking about the different basketball player, Tristan. Tristan. Okay, that's yeah. what I was talking about okay. originally. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, point is, I hate that I even know that. I hate that I know that. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to pretend I know that just because I like basketball. Do you want to hear my third ick? Yes. You say hello to neighbors when we're on walks. <laughs> we will be on a walk in the neighborhood talking to each other, having yes. a good time. Mm-hmm. And we will pass somebody on the opposite side of the street. And Steve will wave and say hello. And then I have to wave and say hello or else I'm the monster. You do understand that I am contractually obligated to do that, right? Listen, I totally get it, but also ick. All right, I understand. And it is something where like, this is the first time I've ever even known any of my neighbors. We were at my brother's house. Yes. And my brother was, they had moved into their house like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And my brother was telling us about like the different neighbors around and was just like, oh yeah, I met this person. I met this person. Oh, she, you know, whatever. He has met more neighbors in the last year of his life than I have met in my entire life. In the last life of your life. Yeah. But it is something I typically keep to myself. This is something where like, I have to be a good neighbor because of the Arts Foundation and the situation I'm in. And I'll be honest, it has its upsides at some points. Like, (laughs) there are some people that I genuinely like talking to. And then, of course, anyone who has followed this podcast and thus either of our social medias knows that I have some issues with some neighbors as well. Um, But it is something that I would love to... I would love to be the type of person who genuinely enjoyed like being neighborly, but I, I don't know how to be. And I would like to make it very clear that 99% of our neighbors, I think are lovely, good yeah. people. I don't want to say hello to you when I'm walking down the street. I yeah. just don't. You just keep to yourself. Yeah. And yeah. Totally understand that. I think if New York was placed anywhere else, I would thrive. Yeah. It's just too cold. Too cold. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the only thing that keeps rent from being like 10 grand a month for a one bedroom. If New York had LA's weather, yeah. everyone would want to live there. Anyway. All right. Judged. Judged. All right. That's a you're, fun thing to start with. You're icky. All right. You are not. You just have a couple <laughs> icks, but you're lovely. All right. Here we go. Am I the asshole for telling my sister to be quiet while having sex with her boyfriend? I'm going to say no. I am also going to say no. I did read part of it. But I think for the most part, if you are somewhere where other people can hear you, be respectful. Beast, yeah. Okay. Here There's, we go. Yeah, yeah, hold on. There's like a difference between like, okay, you know what? I accidentally heard that they're having sex, whatever. And then, and then forcing other people to listen to your sex capades. Yes. Through the door. I had a neighbor many, many years ago. I had an upstairs neighbor. And they, man, they had sex all the time. <laughs> and it was, you know, and like, look, they, their own apartment, it's fine. I'm not upset about it. You just, yeah. you know, sometimes you just... <laughs> just for a while, you know? And so there was once where I ended up seeing them in the hallway. Because I didn't know who they were. I just knew I had these neighbors that had sex all the time. And then I saw them like in the hall, like coming into the lobby and like getting their mail. So Mm -hmm. I saw which apartment they were in and they were in their like fifties. Good for them. Yeah. I was like, oh wow. I did not expect that. Cause this is like, 
an LA apartment. It's, you know, you, you figure this is, you know, some like young aspiring actors or something. And like, no, no, seemed like a fifties married couple. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, that was not what I pictured. Good, Good for you. Yeah. Uh, Bowers has, um, a joke in one of his albums about, uh, being traumatized because his, um, he thought he heard his mom having sex for a long time. Yeah. And then it turned out to be she was on the elliptical. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just think that is so funny. Yeah. No, these people were definitely <laughs> either... Maybe they were on the elliptical together. Yeah. Moaning. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, let's read the story. I, 16F, and my 20F sister's rooms are next door to each other with relatively thin walls. In the past few months, my sister got a boyfriend, and everything was fun and exciting until she started bringing him home. It started with them very loudly laughing while play fighting and hitting each other, etc., which would have been fine during the day, but he only comes around after 7 p.m. I brought it up with her, just asked them to be quieter, because in the end, it's my house too. I've had to bring it up a lot because they don't listen, which in my opinion is highly disrespectful to everyone around them. Every time I brought it up, she gets defensive and makes an excuse. longer they've been together, they obviously started having sex. They're adults, they can do what they want. Not a prude. I don't think people shouldn't have sex, but I don't get the appeal of having sex uh, to a noticeable level in a house with five other people. It made me and my other sister very uncomfortable to hear her having sex next door. Um, I could hear her slapping, moaning. You get it. She said, we can't be quiet. You'll get it once you get a boyfriend. They were having sex. I could hear it. So I first messaged her to avoid what eventually happened, but I banged very loudly on the wall and yelled, shut up. They did, in fact, shut up, but then they obviously didn't care that much as only 15 minutes later, I could hear them laughing through the wall. I just can't leave the house at night. I'm only 16. I can't move out. I have no authority over her. Isn't she embarrassed by the fact that we can hear it? I don't know what the fuck she's thinking. All I know is I needed to stop or I'm going to blow up. I think it's weird. Yeah. That you're comfortable making your sister listen to you have sex. Yes. That is so First of all, OP is not the asshole. Right. Um, The idea of like... Hey, it's 8 p.m. Can you keep down the laughing? All right, shut up. Yeah, yeah. That's a little much. But the idea of like, look, I grew up with many siblings. Mm -hmm. It's not like I ever hooked up in that house. But even like masturbating when growing up, I was the quietest person. (laughs) Like the idea of anyone finding out what I was doing would be mortifying. And then... I went to college and in college is where I started having sex and boy was I quiet so much so that it took until like probably my late 20s before I even understood the concept of making any noise <laughs> like the because I was like trained to be quiet you know right 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 and I, I mean, there was even in college like when when you have a roommate and the only thing that separates you is if you position your like dressers and desks correctly right so that you have a little bit of privacy but it's still like open air yeah and so you just learn to be quiet and the idea that she's like oh you'll understand when you have a boyfriend no you're being performative like and it's weird specifically because it's your family members yes like i i totally get the idea of like uh enjoying performative mm-hmm. like that being a kink for you or something like yes. that. 
it's weird when it's your underage, what's well, anybody in your family, but your underage sisters. Yes, absolutely. This person is... And actually, I think it's weirder with the boyfriend. Oh, yeah, the boyfriend's okay with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of creepy, actually. Mm-hmm. And seemingly, okay, if it's five people, she mentioned her sister, so I'm guessing two parents. So the idea that, like, she's just totally okay with that, I think it's kind of it's kind of gross. It's weird. It seems like... It seems like an exhibitionist kink, mm-hmm. but an exhibitionist kink in front of your family, or it's a, like there's there's two types of people. The people who will buy condoms quietly, <laughs> and the people who will be like, yeah, look at what I'm purchasing. This makes me cool. And I, I she seems to be the second type. Yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't have... I don't have any desire to have sex with anybody. Good. Wait. Me, hopefully. Anybody else. In the same (laughs) hotel as my family. Yeah. Let alone small household. Yeah, the idea... I mean, first of all, I think these walls are made of Ikea furniture. Yeah. Like, it sounds... If it's like, oh my God, I can hear them laughing. (laughs) But... I just think it is so wild that she's like, yelling is a necessary part of sex. Like, no, it's not. It could be something that you prefer. Yeah. Absolutely, it could be something you prefer. But she is the type of person who would, like, ask her friend how her sex life is. Just, just so ex- just so she could detail. be like, oh, you got to hear about mine. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in college. Forever I, ago. I had, yes, this was, uh, I think, 1940s. Um, when I was in college, um, there was there was a guy that lived um, on my friend's floor who bragged about having sex. And we were all like, yeah, we don't care. Like, he emailed all of us to tell us when he lost his virginity. It was pathetic. Genuinely pathetic. Like, he thought we were all going to, like, email him back the equivalent of a high five. <laughs> and we were all just like, shut up. We don't care. Yeah. This is like, even then we were like, this is wrong and exploitative. And cause he's talking about it with who. And then they would have sex really loudly, very clearly on purpose. And it got to the point where like one of the guys in the hall would go and like bang on the door and like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And then he finally had had enough one night. He went on the door, he had a pool cue and he just rapped on the door with a pool cue. And he was like, shut the fuck up or I'm going to come in there and I'm going to shut you both up. And she called the cops saying that he had like threatened to assault her. It's like, no. Yeah, that's not what happened. Yeah, that's not what happened. Um, And like this story immediately made me think of that because they were so excited at the idea that they were doing something that billions of people have been doing since right. the dawn of time. And they were like, look how cool we are. We're having sex. We're going to tell everybody. It's like, just enjoy yourself and shut up. I'm going to live tweet next time. Oh, that's a good idea. I mean, based on who's still on Twitter, they would, <laughs> they'd be all about that. So, uh, yeah. Not the asshole. Not the asshole. Judged. Sister is the asshole. Judged. All right. Let's do a non am I the asshole one. Oh, this was a wild story. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. The story is, 
I accidentally stumbled across child porn and need to report it anonymously. I need to explain my situation. About 10 minutes ago, I joined a WhatsApp porn group. I know I'm a degenerate, but the group was supposed to be just MILFs, nothing illegal. I got the link invite by simply Googling WhatsApp porn groups and clicking one from a website. Unfortunately, there were no messages in the group, just a link to a Telegram group with no explanation. I joined it. I know I'm stupid, not thinking twice. Until I opened it and realized it was a child porn seller group because the thumbnail showed minors and sexual pictures. Here's the problem. I genuinely didn't believe it was child porn. I thought these were some scammers. Um, so I tested it by opening a link to one of the pictures. It took me to a file dump with tons of videos, but no preview available. So I didn't know they were child porn. I accidentally clicked one, got downloaded on my device. I deleted it and tried to contact the police to report child abuse immediately, but it needed my personal information. So I am asking here, as you can see, why I don't want police to think that I am a pedo as well. First of all, I don't believe it. I absolutely do not believe it. Accidentally downloaded? Once you saw the thumbnail, oh, I just thought it was a scammer. Well, then why are you clicking it? Yeah. Like, first of all, this guy's computer, I mean, the idea that I won't click a link in an email from a friend without context. Well, and like, the only reason you would need to do this anonymously is if there's more than one download, more than one picture downloaded on your computer. Yeah. Or a phone or whatever. Well, I understand the idea of if this is true, which I do not think it is, but if this is true, if this guy is dumb enough to click on these links and continue down this rabbit hole, once there's like a mil... Oh, I just... First of all, you Googled WhatsApp porn groups. Porn is free. Yeah. Like, this isn't like the 1980s on some backwoods BBS system. <laughs> This is, and by the way, BBS, uh, I, I mean in the bulletin board sense, not in whatever that might stand for in porn. But um, this is, we are in 2023, where you can watch any kind of porn imaginable for free. And you can watch even more of that for like $10. And yet, this person, this wasn't like a friend or a fellow degenerate going, yeah. hey, You'll love this group. This was him going, let me find the real terrible stuff. And you know what? You did. <laughs> well, you didn't because you're lying. But you did. So- yeah, but I mean, I still stand by the whole idea that you would only have to do this anonymously if there's more than one downloaded on your computer. I think the second you have child porn on your computer, if it is, if certainly if it is not something you tried to do, like you report it. That's what I mean. It's like... Yeah. The only the only reason you wouldn't report it is because you have more on your computer. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. So like, he would be able to call the cops and be like, "Hey, this thing got downloaded on my computer, and I'm freaking out about it. Can you, you know?" Mm-hmm. And I do understand the idea of he doesn't want to get railroaded, and 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 again, I don't mean that in a weird porn sense. I again would not know what that term <laughs> is, but there are a lot of terms that I'm sure could be double entendres. But this is. I mean, I I don't believe I don't believe this at all. Mm-mm. But also, like, you deserve everything you got. Yeah. There were red flags everywhere. Yeah. Here. The idea, like, like there's no messages in the group. It was just a link. You saw the thumbnail. Stuff you... started downloading automatically, and you still opened it. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is absolutely gross. Um, and also, there were a bunch of comments. 
And all the comments were just like, did you try to Google anonymous police report? Because you can. And so, like, this person, like, just wants to use the web for porn, but isn't willing. He's willing to Google WhatsApp porn groups, but he's not willing to Google how, how do to I fix report this? this. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think this post to Reddit. It looks like a cover up. Yes, that's exactly where I was going. This post is in case he gets caught. So that it's like, but look, I explained the whole situation. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what this seems like. And I hope that this does not get my YouTube child, uh, YouTube uh, page demonetized for talking about child porn. But we're talking about it as a bad thing. It's a terrible thing. So. Judged. Terrible thing. Judged and harshly. This guy. Gross. Very gross. All right. You want one that's less gross? Yes. Okay. Well, it's certainly not this one. All right. There's a question for the ladies. Ooh, me? Yes. And some that are watching, oh, I hi. assume. Hello. Ladies. All right. Uh, ladies, is it common to require your guy to shower before you will give him a blowjob? 32 female, 34 male. No. Wait. Is it common? She wants to if require her boyfriend to, or boyfriend or husband or whoever. If it's as far, like the question itself, is it common to require it? I don't. I guess I haven't spoken to that many people. I don't think it's unusual if that is a stance I can take on it. I would imagine it's less. I'm requiring you to do it, and more. I won't do it if you are have, unclean. Yeah. If you have not. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. I think that's reasonable for almost anything sexually. Like if you. Mm. If your partner is grossed out by your current stench, like, don't expect anything. It, I think it seems reasonable to clean up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ready? Mm -hmm. My partner and I are at odds on my requirement for him to shower before I would consider him, before I would consider giving him a blowjob. Without the shower, I feel much more likely to gag and be grossed out. I'm very happy to oblige when he fulfills that requirement, but he feels like it's an unreasonable uh, blocking ask. We've been together for six years. So part of it is he wishes to go back to our much more sex-filled and carefree early days when I didn't care as much because we were young and in love. Do other women feel as I do, or am I atypical for asking for a freshly washed dick? Should he accept my rule? He should accept. Yeah. Yes. Anything that someone requires to feel okay in a sexual experience is acceptable. Within reason. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. Anything is. Ick number four. Steve never lets me, never lets me use absolutes. <laughs> I, I never like absolutes. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that like there are, I, I think both people are allowed to have boundaries and sometimes the boundaries are at odds with each other. Um, like for instance, it would be utterly ridiculous if like, let's say he showered a half hour before yeah. and did not engage in any kind of strenuous sweaty activity. And then she was like, no, it must be immediate. That's unreasonable. Yeah. But the idea that like, I think what she's saying for the most part, if I can read into this, is it's got to be clean or I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Which is unacceptable. That's just unreasonable behavior. <laughs> yeah. I think that's perfectly fine. I agree. And I mean, I mean, vice versa. Does he want... Does he want to perform oral sex on her if she is not recently washed? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Which or at all? 
may not matter to, to him, yeah. but like, I don't know. Yeah. One thing I never understood is, and look, there are a lot of kinks I don't understand. And I try not to kink shame as much as possible. But sometimes I'm just like, this is fucking weird. Um, Can I guess? What? The worn underwear thing? Yes. That's exactly it. The idea of like people buying someone's worn panties or like trying to, like there ha- there has been porn that I've seen where like someone goes into a room and like takes the panties out of the drawer and starts like s- smelling them. And first of all, those are cleaned. Yeah. Like those are washed. This is just, you just like You just like the scent of freshly cleaned linens. Yeah, exactly. You can smell a pillowcase if you want. <laughs> like this is... Uh, you know, this is just bad writing. But the idea of being turned on by dirty underwear. It's weird. I find that to be, and if you're watching this and that's you, I'm sorry. I am shaming you. Mm-hmm. I am, judging. Well, well, I'm not shaming, but I am judging you. I am disagreeing with you. And I am confused by you. Um, to be fair, um, to the people who sell those things, um, good yeah. for you. And I hope you make a lot of money. Yeah, and like... I mean, there were, there was that like influencer who was selling like farts in a jar. <laughs> I'm just like, what's wrong with people? Like, how can you? My question is, is I hope that they were just closing jars and sending them. Well, here's the craziest part. There was a story about how she like ended up having to go to the hospital because she was eating foods that would make her fart more. And I saw that story and I was like, okay, I don't know who's dumber. The people paying for a fart in a jar. Or the fact that she didn't just close a jar and send <laughs> exactly. it Exactly. The, the fact that she wasn't just like... And even if you're like, no, well, it's not really going to smell enough. Like, there are foods you could just... You could just cook. You just boil eggs and then, like, jar the steam. Like, there are other ways to accomplish something similar that don't require you to go to the hospital. That's so funny. Yeah. Judged. Definitely judged. <laughs> All right. Anger. <laughs> I just realized I, I like folded the other ones nice mm-hmm. and neat. All right. Um, I tell you, this one, this is a dirty episode. We are back from a week's vacation. And this is a dirty episode. All right. Ready? Am I the asshole for yelling at my husband because he ejaculated inside of me when I asked him not to? No. Again, however many sexual boundaries you have is okay. Yes. The, this goes back to what we've talked about before, where a lot of the am I the asshole stories are either, am I the asshole for doing something completely reasonable? Or, am I the asshole for murdering someone? I got ripped apart the last time I said this yeah. in a reel. Um, I find this to be assault. Um, I, I agree with you. Great. I absolutely agree with you. Especially, I mean, if it's on purpose. Yeah. Um, if like... He tried to hold back and screwed up. Right. Okay, not good, but not assault. But if he did this on purpose, yeah, you have violated the the agreement that you had. All right, here we go. We've been together for over a decade and have unprotected sex every time we are intimate. A month ago, I had excision surgery for stage four endometriosis, and my surgeon mentioned that we need to be careful with our unprotected sex because I'm now at a higher risk of ectopic pregnancy. He thinks he's unable to have kids, but has not gone to the fertility clinic to check, even though I've asked him many times. I myself have gone a few times in the last few years, and I was told that I wasn't fertile, and most likely that's because of the endometriosis. Now that it's been cut out, I believe I have a higher chance of pregnancy, 
therefore a higher chance of complications. I don't think my surgeon would warn me of the complications for no reason, and I trust her expertise. At first, my husband said he couldn't control himself since this is the first time we've had sex since my surgery. It's been about a month since we had had sex. But later, when we argued about it, he said he just didn't understand why now, after all these years, he has to pull out and can't enjoy the best part of our sex life. That really hurt me, and I feel like he wasn't being respectful of my body or my feelings. In the heat of the moment, I yelled at him and kicked him out to the couch for the night, a decision I'm feeling a bit guilty for because he says I'm overreacting and is blaming it on my post-op hormones. I plan on getting plan B tomorrow, just in case, but is there a chance that maybe I'm overreacting? Am I in the wrong? You are not in the wrong. Mm-mm. There's so much about this that this guy, this guy is a prick for a bunch of reasons. One, blamed it on her post-op hormones. Like, you don't want me to risk getting you pregnant and causing potentially life-threatening complications because you're too hormonal. I am not a guy. Yeah. I do not have a penis. I'm aware. Is is ejaculating inside of a woman the best part of sex? Not having to stop and change course mm-hmm. is better. Okay. However, you know, I mean, that's why, I mean, evolution designed us that way. Right. However, like... I mean, it's still I mean, fun without the that. Best part of he said, best part of their sex life. Yeah. Uh, do you want, do can you guess the other reason that I think this guy's a total prick? Uh, he couldn't control himself. Well, aside from that, the the small detail Ugh. that he he believes he's sterile, just oh, but cause, won't, but won't go. He just has decided, and like I understand, you haven't gotten her pregnant, but. She went to the clinic and she wasn't fertile before she got surgery. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't mean you're also not fertile. That means like one of the two, if one of the two of you is infertile, you cannot reproduce as a couple. It doesn't mean you're also, oh, look at this. Like it's not a recessive gene. I don't understand. I I truly do not understand the resistance men have to getting vasectomies i i understand it a bit i understand that like a it is i know i have a friend who got one and it does not feel good it is a and it's not like oh it's a little bit of pain for a while it's like no it's surgery you have to recover from Mm -hmm. like but it's still less surgery than getting your tubes tied absolutely and like they don't want kids and also if Ejaculating inside your wife is the best part of your sex life. Yeah. Do you want it back? Yeah, that's true. If, like, eating a donut is the best part of your day, you go out and you buy donuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, you do the things required to to make sure that you have the thing you want. I, I do think it is ridiculous when a guy doesn't want to get a vasectomy because it could hurt and wants his wife to get her tubes tied mm-hmm. because, like, you're, you're asking her to do way more. Um... But, and yes, a vasectomy is reversible, but then it's another procedure and then that's difficult too. I understand that like going to a vasectomy is not the same thing as like going to the drugstore and getting protection. Uh, but okay, if yeah. you didn't want children. Yes. What would, if you like 100% did not want children, knew that this was the life that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like that is something that could allow for that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, especially since she was already recovering from surgery, while she's there, take, you know, be like, you know what, we have a two-for-one coupon, actually, if you could uh, take care of her endometriosis, and like, then also go give me a vasectomy. Like, a personal thing between us for the viewers? Yeah. I think one day I will ask you to do so. Yeah, like, if we do decide to have kids... Um, Dan Muggleton has a great bit about that, mm -hmm. about when like they first started trying to have kids, it was so unnatural for him yeah. because he was so like used to being like, no, this is, you have to make sure don't, don't, don't cause any accidents. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure if that happens, oh, I was about to say something accidentally <laughs> about it. Be like, I'm sure it won't come naturally, <laughs> but I do think this guy, this guy is a prick in every in every sense here. I agree. What a what a dick. Not respecting her boundaries. I mean, in, in something that, like, risking her life based on her condition. Um, well, that's the other thing, is the best part of your sex life is something she doesn't want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand that, like, you were, you got used to that. They've been together for a decade. It's been a while. But, like, shit changes. Yeah. Gotta be willing to change with it. Yeah. Gross. Judged. Judged. All right. Uh, you have some questions? I do have some questions. Ooh. Well, one question. What? What's your question? Uh, we talked about our icks earlier. Mm -hmm. What is an ick that maybe... Do, or do you have any icks for me that turned endearing? Um, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, this is going to be such a weird thing, but I, when I try to go to sleep or when I'm doing work, when I'm, you know, trying to be in a peaceful environment, whatever that is, I hate being interrupted by loud noises. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, like growing up, I was used to it. I lived, you know, I lived 20 feet from a bus stop. Um, but now that like I'm in a point in my life where I can be comfortable, I can't stand it when I'm in a hotel room that like, oh, turns out this is in the flight of a plane. You know, like <laughs> this, this is, this is in, uh, you know, so you just hear stuff constantly. It's annoying. Um, early on when we were together, there, there was a, a train we could hear and I was like, oh, I'm so annoyed by this train. And you were like, oh, it's a nice train. <laughs> And I don't know if you were like just being goofy or genuinely you were like, no, I like hearing trains. Mm -hmm. But you did it enough times that it became this private joke between us. And now whenever I am trying to drift to sleep and I hear a train, I'm just like, oh, a nice train. <laughs> and so like that's something that you genuinely changed my perspective on because you just insisted it was good. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, that's a nice train. Nice train. Yeah. I love that. For me, mm -hmm. uh, the ick originally was the way that you rub your eyes. That was an ick for it you? It was an ick. Can you show the people? Steve rubs his eyes like a cartoon character. Which, I, for me, goes into the placebo effect thing that we talked about earlier. Because you think I'm not accomplishing anything? I think you're not accomplishing anything. And... Because it's what a cartoon character does. I think I'm accomplishing something. It's just not the most efficient way, probably. But it's how I did it when I was a kid, and so I'm just used Is to it. Is it because you saw a cartoon character do it? Probably. Anyway, and now 
if you when you don't do it when you just do the one finger through here i'm like oh yeah, you're I like, wish. no, be the cartoon. It's it's one of my favorite things about you now. You're like, be the silly man I fell in love with. <laughs> All right, fair. Um, my question for you is, uh, we talked about people trying to be quieter or trying to be louder. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever been walked in on? Or like caught doing anything sexual? I mean, like in high school, parents would walk in on me making out with my boyfriend or something. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't think so. I but I've always had... Once I started having sex, because I had sex later than most people, mm -hmm. I just I had a place. She means 3 a.m. <laughs> I just like had a place to go, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't really have to think about it. Um, I don't think I ever have. Yeah. I think I've been very stealthy, which is part of why I judge that story so harshly. Because I'm like, come on. Like, you know, I understand people get carried away, but like, people, come on, you know what a key in a door sounds like. You know yeah. what, you know, like just. Maybe one day we'll scar our kids. Oh God, I hope not. Did you ever walk in on your parents? No, but also. Have you ever walked in on anybody? Um... Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, probably at some point, like an almost walk in on a roommate or like people mm -hmm. pretending like, oh, everything's fine here. And it's like, yeah, we know what was happening. Yeah. But not actually seeing anything now. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Um, I, I think my parents, by the time I was old enough to have motor function, my parents were already beginning the long process of divorce. The 15 year process. I would, the 15 year process of divorce. And look, I don't know. This is just a guess. But I am guessing that in my lifetime, my parents probably had sex less than 10 times. Like... You the, were the last time. I, I may have been the last time. I may have been it. They were just like, ugh, we can't have this happening. Well, I was a mistake. Have and you so, ever asked them? No. No. Would you? No. The idea... You that, would never ask your mom? The idea that my mother would tell me that is so preposterous. <laughs> as far as my mother knows, I've never had sex. <laughs> as far as my mother knows, she's never had sex. Or as far as she would, like, she would deny it even the fact that she has three biological children. Like, my mother does not talk about that type of stuff. The, the birds and the bees conversation, oh, that never happened. Mm -hmm. I learned that from television. Yeah. I learned that from television and New York City Board of Ed sex ed. Like, that's how I learned that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that was not a conversation that was ever had in my household. And so, and not even like a, hey, be safe conversation. It was just like a, this doesn't happen, eyes forward, <laughs> like, ignore this. That's interesting. Yeah. Which is especially weird in a home with as many children as we had. But, you know, so be it. Anything to tell these people? Um, oh, sorry. Judged. Judged. Um, I take issue with the fact that I have a bone to pick with these people. That's what, uh, that's what I have to the say. The viewers? The viewers and the listeners. Yeah. We had more people upset that we didn't have an episode last week than listen to our episodes yes our we know our average listener count we know our average viewer count and when we announced 
that we were going dark for a week, we got so many people being like, how come? And it's like, well, freaking watch the show then. Yeah. If, if we had, if we had twice as many listeners and viewers, yeah. I would have pushed through last week. Yeah. So you're blaming the victim. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it is true. There are so many people who, I think they watch the clip. Our clips get a lot of views. Like we had a clip last week get 50,000 views. Mm-hmm. And we're, wa- we're watching that being like, oh, it'd be nice if the 50,000 of you watched the rest of this. Yeah. You seem to like the hell out of the clip. Um, so to solve that, tell your friends about the show. Um, yeah, give us a review. Go to judgytwoshoes.com. Throw us a review. And uh, share our clips, share our episodes, and that's the way we keep growing. We are less than two weeks out. From Australia? From Australia. Yes. And we are going to do our best to try to bank enough episodes that we will not have to take those weeks off. But if we do, it's the holidays anyway, so relax. Um, <laughs> Just that there's a decent chance that we'll bank enough for the trip, but then maybe we'll go dark for the week that we get back. Yeah. We'll, we'll see because it's going to be, oh, it's going to be all, I mean, that's a long flight. It was a long flight when I lived in LA. Well, and then approximately two days later, I go on a work trip for three days. Yes. Which so. is, yeah, which is wild. Um, anyway, the Australia, New Zealand trip, get your tickets. If you are watching this or listening to this, um, in or around Australia and New Zealand, um, get the tickets, have all kinds of shows, including the Sydney Opera House, which is just going to be so incredible. I might even work the merch sign. Yeah, that's true. You might even get to meet Savannah. Um, it has been funny when like you've been at shows, you got fans. I know. Like there have been people who are way more excited that you're there than that I'm there. I mean, I guess they know that I'm going to be there. Yeah. But they got very excited. People at the special. Like when we shot the special in Columbus, there were people like coming up to you being very, very excited. It was my family, but yeah. Yeah, but they're people. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. All that stuff. We'll see you again uh, next week. And with that said, awkward goodbye. This is the part. Do we have theme music? Can we play the theme music while I do this? Theme music. Theme music. Theme music. Did you find it?